and welcome to another episode of the Los Ponies podcast. And as usual, I'm joined by the one and only, the headman Curtis Trees. And why not? Let's start off the show. Round of applause. Round of applause for the headman. <laughs> Finally, no more seconditis. The lock of the night comes through. I feel like a gorilla has been lifted off my shoulders. <laughs> that horse broke out of their KR olive oil mm -hmm. uh, for the lock. Jaime Gomez finally got me home. He did so well with uh, his other invader there from the from the KR breeders, and he got it home. I, I was so happy. I, I could finally uh, claim on the show that I, I'm back in the winner's circle with my lock. Yeah, that was that was a, that was a pretty good win. Um, my lock was Chocolate Mess, and to be honest, mm -hmm. I can't even remember. I just if if, the, if Chocolate Mess would have won, I now would have remember. I don't know if Chocolate Mess won. I think it ran second. I think second. I, I think it got oh, right yeah. up alongside the leader. You know, you know who won? The quarter horse. Um, uh, that's what I wanted. Yeah. Oh, was it uh, the Chris O'Dell quarter horse? Right? Was it Chris O'Dell? Was it the Flash of Cash horse or the Ghost yeah, DVD? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was in that something race. Something along. I think it was the Victory horse. Yes, the Victory horse. I yeah. think it was in that race. Yeah, and it, I was right there with you. I needed chocolate mess, and he just—I thought for sure once got alongside, yeah. but that horse is dug in late. Yeah. I was—I was surprised, but finally I got one. It's okay. You could take one week <laughs> off, right? Let <laughs> me have one. <laughs> yeah. Good thing is that I came back on Sunday, and the lock came through. There but you go. Podcast-wise, podcast-wise for me, a trumpet <laughs> bell. A full trumpet for me, but uh, nonetheless, you're finally off the seconditis. Yes, thank you. And goodness. this is where you want to get off. Off, off that little seconditis because we come to the big weekend of the year. This is a weekend we want to get hot. Yeah, you see a lot of people come in. This is uh, the most exciting weekend of the year. We got all the big races. I can't. It's my favorite race of the year, yes. Champion of Champions. I'm sure after your pick six, it's always uh, it's got to have a big spot in your heart. We're looking at that winner circle oh, picture. Look, look at, at that. that. We're down in the Professor G studio yes. tonight, and uh, yeah, look I at that to, right I there need, with you. I need to get that poster. You know, if it disappears from the office. Uh, it might not be an accident. That poster there, Wave Carver, under the sloppy track, 2006 Champion Champions. Yeah, look at the rain coming. I'm surprised you weren't in that picture. Yeah, Give him the trophy yeah. away back then. Hey, I was watching that race upstairs yeah. in, in the grandstand. Watching it live, a thousand percent I thought uh, Bia Bono won it. Yeah. A thousand percent watching it live. Yeah. Were you charting back then at that point? Well, what year was 2006. it? 2006. You might have started like 2007 and No, eight. I started when uh, Cash for Cas won. So I was I was still part time. They were using me like uh, I would be every two weeks. Uh huh. So uh, it was Cash for Cas and Biabona was in there yeah. again. That was when they had the fog and all the horses got yeah. got lost in the yeah. fog there because we had Buccaneer Beach in that race, and I remember going in the paddock. But uh, that that was when I just started, and uh, I was on like a a two-week basis mm. kind of I, I was i was getting my trial run yeah. there to see if i could hang the good old days when we had four racing nights a week yeah thursdays yeah. fridays saturdays sundays yeah we would uh and then we would go all night yeah. too you yeah. know it was like we would not yeah, those, those were those were some good times we were up here to like we we're literally closing up shop like leaving the grandstand past midnight yeah every time the lights would be turning yeah. off the tractors would be we going around and uh now you know we sometimes we turn the lights off if we got to stay over. Mm -hmm. uh, we're happy to do that, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's kind of a, a little nice to get out of here early now that we're both working during yes. it. So <laughs> no, no place will rather be because this next week, yes, we're gonna have a weekend off. It'll be a weekend to breathe, but I'm gonna be losing my mind at home. Like, 
This is boring. Yeah, I I went to Vegas this weekend. Or yes. no, sorry, this week, week yeah. Monday through Wednesday. But uh, that's kind of the thing. Still, like I don't take a weekend off. So <laughs> so coming up, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Uh, I guess I'll I'll just have to sit around, maybe watch some international racing. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be the only way we can quench our thirst. But uh, yeah, it, it's hard sitting at home uh, on Friday through Sunday. Breaking news! Breaking news! Just coming through the Los Pony <laughs> Studios right now. It is. We just learned this during the week that Caesar Diaba will be retiring as a jockey. Yeah, I kind of heard a rumor that he was thinking about it, but I thought, no, he's not going to yeah, make the, yeah. the switch that quick. And then boom, he came out on Twitter. He's already uh, he's already going to retire, and uh, I think he already passed his trainer's test. Yeah, from what I heard on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Orlando just did a story. Um, I haven't read it yet, but yeah, he's looking for a logo. He, he's re ready to get his own silks. I was a little shocked that it was daytime thoroughbreds that yeah. he was mainly going to be into, but I think he'll run some quarter horses. Yes, yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. So all, all the best wishes there going out to Caesar and the Dialba family there. I'm sure, you know, th you know that was a pretty scary fall he took. Um, he's got two little kiddos. Exactly. Um, I'm pretty sure that time off gave him more time to think about the future. Yep. And it's not an easy business. I mean... As you, as most people know, you know, my father-in-law, my brother-in-law are jockeys. Um, my wife and my sister and, of course, my brother-in-law, uh, they grew up going like, oh, this is my dad's job, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, my sister-in-law can't watch the start of any race. She yeah. can't watch him break out of the race because she just gets so nervous when her dad rides. My wife is a little more, you know, she, she watches the races, but yeah, it's nervous time every time. Yeah, it's kind of... You know, like they say uh, in bull riding, like it's just a matter uh, not if, it's when. Yeah. You know, when, you know, everybody's going to take a, a spill mm -hmm. every now and then. You just hope it's uh, not as bad as, as it could be. But uh, Agapito's had his, his share of injuries. Yes. And uh, I think once you have kids, that's something yeah. you got to really weigh in and yeah. uh, decide about your future. Yeah. And I mean, Caesar, he's still riding at yeah. the top. He's, yeah. he's walking away. He's like Barry Sanders. He's yes. walking away <laughs> at, the, at the top yeah. of his game. So, uh yeah, I wish him all the best. Uh, yeah. One of the best guys in the business. And obviously, we're speculating as far as the family goes, but yeah. obviously, that has to play a role in, into it. Uh, yeah. We don't know exactly. Hopefully, we'll maybe we can get Caesar for a sit down interview with with the podcast. I'm sure he's, yeah. he's always yeah. he's always friendly enough. Yeah, to that'll come be on. that'll be fun to do. Uh, so we'll try to get that lined up. But best of wishes to Caesar uh, on the new venture going out as a trainer. I wish you a lot of success. All right. So tell me, how was uh, how was Vegas? How was the rodeo scene? How, uh, Man, you know, it was different because I've said before, I'm not really into to rodeos yeah. that much. My my mom and dad, I guess, you know, a long time ago they would rope together, and uh, my dad still does the team roping events. But uh, that was the first time I'd ever been to Vegas for the NFR finals, and and God, it was. We went to the South Point. It wasn't yeah. even that's you know the rodeos at the Thomas and Mack Center. Yeah. And just at the South Point, they have this thing called Cowboy Christmas, where I mean, it's just a, a ton of cowboy, western wear, tack, right. all this stuff. And then they have it at various points all throughout Vegas. So all throughout the day, we were going around looking at stuff there. Yeah. And uh, that was pretty neat. And and then at the South Point, they have additional ropings at all levels. And when we walked in there, the very best guys that didn't make the finals, they were. Two guys had won, and they won two hundred and seventy grand a piece. So what? 
they're walking away with We're a, in the wrong business. Yeah. <laughs> what is going well, on? Well, you got to be when you it's kind of like handicapped. Every time you uh every time that you go and if you do bad or worse, you know, you get a number. And yeah. so I, they were at the 12s. So uh, they were the top, and I, I think they were former world champions anyway. But anyway, yeah, you can pay and six figures. You can get in there. My dad didn't do it. Some of his friends that he ropes with uh, were doing it, but it was pretty cool. And then we went to the rodeo later that night, and man, that it flew by. It only took like two hours. Yeah. Saw a couple people. I saw Melody Nuchel. Yeah. Uh, who, you know, we're right next to her old office. Yeah. She was there. Saw a photo finish. Jim Anderson. Jim Anderson. He was there. out there representing Montana Silver. Shout out to Montana. But uh. Yeah, it kind of it was a whirlwind trip. It, it went by, it went by pretty fast. I, I'm putting it right now on my bucket list. I want to go and experience the whole the big rodeo scene in Vegas when they come to town. Yeah, we when we went to the South Point, it was just cowboys. Yeah, just everywhere. I mean, being around the track. They have a great know. like equestrian arena there. That's why. Like, yeah, that's, a, that's where a lot that of roping events, yeah. event was was doing uh, was being held. And then underneath one of the parking structures, it's all just stalls. It, yeah, I mean, it just looks like it reminded me of. Fairplex, Pomona, yeah, their yeah, stable yeah. area in the uh-huh. back, just just stalls after stalls after stalls, and people were just leading their horses in and out, and and then meanwhile you're right in the middle of Vegas, yeah. you know. So it, it was definitely fun. Uh, I, I had a good time, and like I said, it, when you watch the rodeo on TV, they'll kind of drag it out mm-hmm. with commercials and interviews, and it takes you know four, you know, over four hours sometimes. But w- when we went there, man, it was just boom, boom, boom. It was we started at seven. I think it ended a little bit before nine. So nice. it was a lot of fun. Did you hit any buffet down there? No, but we found this one place called Off the Strip. Okay. And it's uh, in the Link. In the Link. Okay. And it's right by that. Remember that uh, old Irish bar O'Shea's? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That they, a lot of people play beer pong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was right, uh, right next to that. They added a, an In and Out right there in that shopping center too, did right? Did they? Oh, that's yeah. a smart idea. Yeah, right in that Link. The shopping center. I didn't outdoors? even see it. We kind of we went outside, and then it was kind of in the ne- in the link, and then to the left, this yeah. place. But uh, it was really good. We saw some breeders there, uh, Christian uh, and Ruan Singletary. Okay, they were there. The, you know, longtime breeders here at Los yeah. Al. They were sitting down there, and they're like, "Yeah, this is a pretty good spot. We nice. found this just wandering around." But uh, yeah, I can't imagine uh, what that in and out does. Any anytime you put that, especially in Vegas, I know, God, yeah. that, that must be a madhouse going there. I mean, you are in Vegas. You are in the Strip. Um, where'd you stay at? What hotel? We stayed at Harrah's. Okay, I've stayed there before. Grandma gets the, the free rooms, and she's got to be able to hit. Shout out to Grandma. <laughs> Shout out to Grandma. <laughs> See, Grandma, she has she doesn't care about horse racing or no. rodeo at yeah. all. But she was she just wanted the ride out there. Okay. And so she was like, i got to stay at Harrah's because then I could hit the Paris yeah. and Planet Hollywood. It's all right there. It's all, yeah. she, and you get bonus points. Yeah, so yeah. that's why we stayed there for Grandma. So uh, shout out to Grandma there, hooking it up. <laughs> But I was going to say, because sometimes, like, I've, I've stayed in the Strip. Sometimes you, you wouldn't believe how hard it is to find food at 2 a.m. Yeah. You're like, everything slows. Like, what's going on? And um, so I was like, I think the only place that, that we found last time was, like, Hasha House, Go-Go. It's right by there. Yeah. It, it's right in the same spot okay. as the Hash House. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a good, like, late-night spot, Hash, uh, hash House. In and out usually open to like two a.m. or whatever. Yeah. So that's a good addition to that. So, yeah, I got. Yeah, my wife said the same thing when she went the first couple times, and yeah. we were looking for some place yeah. to eat, and she's like, "Everything's it's not open twenty four yeah. hours." Yeah. And I said, "Yeah, I'm I'm pretty shocked too." Yeah. Because we would always stay at the Rio, and they had that sports yeah. uh, book little deli there, yeah. or whatever it is, and and it would close. Yeah. I said, "Where are you gonna? Yeah, eat? where are so, you gonna get food?" But yeah, so uh, there's little spots around town. You just gotta you just gotta learn. Where I they heard. Are. I I read a, a, an article that. The Palace Station on the Strip, 
I've never been to that casino, but it's part of the station casinos. Mm -hmm. They're the first one to open a 24-hour buffet. Really? Yeah. See, I'm surprised that's not it's like... I know, it's not like standard, you, right? You can't just go in anywhere yeah. and just eat it at all times. Yeah. But, yeah, they probably cashed in on that. Yeah, I think They're so. They're probably the well. only game in town there <laughs> yeah, for a while. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's take a look. We're going to look at Saturday's Champion of Champions program, and then we'll, we'll focus in on Sunday's just uh, maybe the Constellation, which is the final leg of the pick four. Early pick four, and then of course uh, the two million there uh, to win the card. All right, Saturday night here, race number one. We got thoroughbreds going four and a half, conditional maiden claimers there of 3,500. Uh, field of field of eight, two heavy morning choices the seven, Trapisa, and the three, Monica Girl. Who are you leaning to with? I think the seven will be pretty tough yeah. here. You know, Lance Kelly here for the first time, so it uh, gets that apprentice weight break. You know, takes a big class drop from 20 down to 3,500. You know, was last seen out running a third place uh, effort at Del Mar and got squeezed at the start and was kind of wide there around the turn. The the three hasn't really been finishing all that well to give me a lot of comments. I think the three is going to be in front, but it, if the seven Trapeza just stays close, I think will be pretty tough. Me here too. In the first. I, we we both agree that Trapeza, if she's anywhere within three lengths early on. She's the winner. Exactly. That's the thing. She she's gonna be if she's find herself anything, you know, less than three three lengths, four lengths within the lead. I think she's gonna be tough to beat. So I agree with you on top. Monica Girl looks like the most logical threat there. Steadily improving here since switching to LaSalle date nighttime. And then for a long shot, I'll look to the four Derby Tango. He's he's kind of been plotting. You see six seconds and fourteen starts. He can she can finish. Excuse me. Uh, but she she needs to get going earlier on in the race. Sometimes she leaves with too much to do, uh, but I think she can pick up the pieces. So seven three four for me. Yeah, I went seven three and two. I'd be buzzing here first time for Angie. You know, from coming from Golden Gate, she does really well with these. It, it's basically speculation. You know, this horse ran pretty good in the first two efforts there with Steve Sherman. You know, it's cutting back from a mile to four and a half furlongs and, you know, ran really good in the debut there on dirt and then, you know, went to the synthetic there at Golden Gate. But, you know, it was third by a length and a half in the debut. So if Angie can get this one going, you know, she's 20% uh, with first time starters. Hopefully she can get a little piece of the check there. But uh, I think the seven and three will be pretty tough. All right. Uh, and by the way, Kelly McDade is on the on the seven trapeza. And a round of applause to Kelly McDade. She's pretty much clinched. The riding title for Thoroughbreds this year, uh, Juan Sanchez is out, so she was able to pick up some some more wins, and uh, she locked up the the, uh, the the jockey title. Yeah, she hopped right on the scene, and uh, as long as you can get horses to the front, that's the key to Los Al. Yeah. So with a weight break, and and she got those horses out really well. So people started using her. My dad, Angie, you know, she got the top barns right away. Mm -hmm. You know, they always want to use bugs, and she took full advantage of it. I mean, uh, she was. Probably the most consistent, you know, Vinny was out, mm -hmm. uh, Juan Sanchez went out, and then uh, Edgar Pires, who's riding well, he mm -hmm. tried to go, you know, to the big circuit there. He went to Del Mar for a, a few months. If, I, if he would have stayed year-round, it would have been a tight race. I agree. A tight race to the finish. I think he just tried to go over there, and I don't think he had a lot of backing, kind of like what I said, people want to use the bug riders, yeah. but... You know, I, I don't know who was running his book over there. I, it wasn't Neil Bricks who has him here. So, I don't know. I don't think he got two live amounts. I think that's yeah. what hurt his case. But, you know, we're happy to have him back here. And, yeah. uh, like I said, he's on fire. So, uh, all congratulations to Kelly. She works hard for it. Race number two, four and a half. Thoroughbreds conditional claimers. Claiming tag of 3,200. Phillies and Maris, three yields and up, which have never won 
to racist field of six set to post belligerent is going to be on the, on the outside nine to five more nine choice just raced over the daytime is she the horse to beat curtis i'm gonna try and beat her all right i'm gonna go to the two baby beauty not a, you know not a huge upset but jesus nunez steps this horse up from 2500 to 32 after a really nice win uh since claiming this horse done pretty well two wins in one second and two back you know just draw a line through it. It had Martial Ramirez on it, so I don't think it was going to be uh, running that well yeah. that night. Switches back and gets Orduna Rojas, does really well, and then he comes back here, and he's going to get the weight break again. There's not a ton of speed in here. Say the six belligerent you know, did show speed last time, but two previous efforts didn't show a whole lot of early quickness. So I'm banking on Baby Beauty can just get out there on the on the front end alone. You go to Baby Beauty. I'll go to the morning nine choice there, Belligerent. Uh, I just think the outside pose is going to be key here. Kelly McGid should have a clear path to kind of get that one into stride. I do agree that I think the two Baby Beauty might be quicker out of the gates, uh, and that might might give this one a little bit of edge. But I think the six will be able to narrow that margin down the back stretch so six two and then the three sonnets joy edgar Pierre is the other rider we were talking about this one is switching to the barn from sergio morphin to nick Lowe, who is owner and trainer on this one so this appears to be a privately uh, private purchase here uh can track the speed and finish i don't know if, if she's good enough or she's fast enough but i know she's going to be sitting in a good spot if the two or the six kind of duel each other out or maybe they they blow the turn or, or something happens the three is going to be right there kind of stalking and waiting for that move so six two three for me here in race number two yeah i kind of have that same question marks for sonnet's joy just how well is this mare going to finish mm -hmm. having to sit off the two and the six so i went to the one bless the cause for kelly castaneda along the inside who out finished uh sonnet's joy you know uh ran second in that race and uh, was ahead by almost three lengths above it so with the questions marked to sonnet's joy i think uh, that's gonna cause me to go to the one bless the cause for third now do you think the one is good enough i mean fast enough to show to not allow the two to cross over no no right? I, I i'm picking bless the cause not really as a win play more just uh in the exotics because mm -hmm. you know Sonic Joy hasn't really been finishing that well. The last time it just it tired yeah. really bad there, and it switches to Nick Lowe. So I'm you know I'm not really sure how Sonic Joy is going to run if he can step this horse up uh, that well. Usually, uh, you know Sergio Morphin and my dad they they do pretty well. And I don't know the horse just looks like he's going backwards, so that caused me to go to the one. All right, that's race number two. Race number three, 807 yards is the distance for. Quarter horses and thoroughbreds. So we have a quarter horse in this field. Uh, we do not. We don't no. have a quarter horse in this field. But we, what we do have, Curtis, is a lock of the Ooh, night. All right, lock let's get back night. on it. Lock of the night coming up in race number three, and it's not the one. Of course, it's not the two. It's not the three. It is the four. Casting factor for Jaime Gomez and Edgar Pierres. Jaime Gomez doesn't have a lot of thoroughbreds doesn't run a lot of around the hook but when he does they're usually ready to go and it, he's one of those trainers that if he feels they're good enough for the daytime he'll run it over the daytime true he doesn't you know but if i think given this horse how this horse has been lacking a little bit of stamina i think he's put him in this spot because he's like all right we know he has speed let's see if he can use this this uh this philly to her advantage so she was purely based here Losa, all the way back in december 2017 she showed speed that day and finished uh, a tiring fourth. 
Since then, she's gone to Sunland, Albuquerque, and, and uh, Azia. Has won two, two starts. And everything you see on the page, speed, speed, speed. There's not a lot of stamina, but then again, now it's cutting back in distance. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of definite speed other than maybe the one Stellas Princess who has the, the local experience. But other than that, I'm not so sure the two's going to come out running. So I'm taking a shot here. Casting factor, my lock of the night. Yeah, I think the two is definitely beatable in here. I threw him in for second, but I went to the one Stella's Princess along the inside. Mm-hmm. Going to be first time off the claim for my dad here. Kelly gets aboard for Richard Tilly. You know, showing a lot of speed there. My dad uh, did well with his horse. Had this horse uh, three and two outs back. You know, claimed it for four. Ran for five and only lost by a neck there against Holiday Cambodia, but did make a clear lead. So I'm hoping just Stella's Princess can get out there. Uh, I think the four and the five, Shaul, probably going to press early, but I'm hoping, uh, hoping just having that rail position will uh, you know allow this horse to save a little bit of stamina and have something left for the stretch. I do agree that both the one and the two are the main threats. I'll go four to one here with the four being my lock of the night, but do you have any inside info? The one and the three, Richard Tilly. And Chuck Treese. Well, you know I always play the jockey. <laughs> yes. So just, but I don't have any inside information. <laughs> but uh, wait, wait, wait. You don't? No. Or you do? <laughs> no. Or you do? <laughs> I'm always honest. I have no, uh, I have no inside information. All right, no conspiracy theories on this no, one. No. So uh, just going by, you know, where Kelly lands. Uh, we also claim the three same connections. Richard Tilly and uh, my dad here. They claimed it for five. And, and they're you know double entering here. Uh, I'm assuming it's for the one, but Barrington Harvey's on this one. Yeah. Kelly switches from the three to, to the, the one, one, so I think that one's the most live. I went the two. Uh, Mircella for second. You know, is uh, coming down from from uh, you know the daytime oval, but you know didn't run all that well last time. Kind of tired. It's going to be going up against a, a lot speedier cast here. And then to the three, adroit, first time off the claim, again for my dad. Had to angle out wide last time, and I thought the horse finished a lot better than it, than it looks on paper. So uh, maybe if these horses go out there and ding-dong, adroit can uh, pick it up, but I think the one's our best shot. All right, four, two, one for me. One, two, three. Race number four, four and a half thoroughbreds here, uh, four and a half furlong thoroughbreds, claiming tag of 3,200, a purse of 9,500 here, a field of eight set to go to post. The morning favorite is going to be Rocking my mojo, who has already taken a liking here towards the nighttime oval at Los Al. Curtis, are you against or with Rocking my mojo? I'm against. I'm going to go to the outside. Sala's Diamond uh, you know, has been running very well since yep. coming back. You know, I think they, they really have this horse sharp right now. Uh, it's going to be chasing a, a bunch of speed. I think the five and the six are, are definitely going to go out there and ding-dong it. But the five isn't known to, to finish that well. And the six, I believe, was scratched the last time it was entered. I, th- I want to say yes, but I can't remember for Yeah, sure. I, th- I think it was a, a couple weeks ago that this horse was entered. And I liked it that night, but it was scratched. So, you know, who uh, knows how well this horse is doing, especially stepping up in class again. But, you know, I think Saul's Island will be uh, sit off and, and just take him in the stretch. He's been finishing really well. Well, you know I've been burned by Rimditch. So I'm jumping off the bandwagon today. Okay. So if Rimditch bit me, I'm going to be ripping a few hairs <laughs> off my head. But I'm picking what the six. What if you see me in the wind picture <laughs> when Rimditch Oh, wins? man. <laughs> I, I'm going I'm to tell our producer on TVG to just block out that, that wind picture. I don't You're going to have the horses walking yeah. up and not even get to the <laughs> yeah. wind circle. Just cut That's away. it. That's it. Cut it to the prices immediately. <laughs> uh, Rocky Mimoji is going to be my pick. I thought he should have won two starts back. He finished second behind Seattle and Kenner. He came back and validated that effort with a very sharp win last time out. 
moves from one good barn to another good barn, gets a sharp jockey. I think Rocky My Mojo is entered to win. Uh, I'll pick the six on top. I'll pick the seven for second. Salah's Diamond. I mean, this horse looked like a new horse three starts back. Exactly. 51 and two with speed to spare. 51 and three to validate that win. Didn't get off to the best of starts last time out and uh, completed the trifecta. But I do think the seven is the main threat. For third, I'll go to the one line command who after breaking the maiden nicely, four start, three starts back here at Lausanne, 51 and two. Uh, went, went over to the Omar last time out. Refused to break as a common line. Draw line through that effort. The form looks very good here at Lausanne. I think that I think he fits very well. So six, seven, and one for me in race number four. Yeah, just a little different. I went seven, six. None of the five rim ditch we talked about. Uh, you know, stumbled last time. You know, showed a lot of early foot there. Was clear by three. But I think uh, I like that Kelly gets aboard this horse. Is going to get a little weight off. I don't know how much it's going to help. I'd, I'd rather this horse be uh, or the distance be at uh, four furlongs mm -hmm. instead of four and a half. Because I think uh, he's going to have to go against Rockin' My Mojo early, but maybe can just weaken the third. All right, that's race number four. Race number five, the start of the mid car double. Four and a half thoroughbreds here, conditional claimers. So 2,500 uh, 2, is the claiming tag. Uh, actually, yeah, non winners over two races since October 15th, allowed three pounds. So uh, more of an open than a real condition. So uh, field of six. More than favorite is going to be the three. Jay make us laugh for Michael Pender taking a dropping class from Santa Anita. Are you with or against? I am against. Oh, I like this. I'm going to go. Th now, this is this is me reading between the lines. Okay. okay. Right. I'm going to the four. He's not oh, unusual okay. for Sergio Morphin. Okay. First off the claim. They claimed for 2500 off Angie. You know, just dropped a, a nose photo. You know, could have won that race. But the stable make quantum forces to the outside and it's taken a huge drop. So okay. I don't know which one of these is going to be scratched. I'm hoping it's the five because <laughs> so, I'm, I'm not picking it anywhere. Yeah. So I'm going to go to the four at okay. eight to one. All right. So no, I can see I can see your scenario where the five looks too big of a drop. I don't, you don't think they you know they might not want to lose him for twenty five hundred. Yeah. So they might enter to make the race go. And there's not the a whole lot of early speed no. in here. So I'm thinking if this race, you know, if the, they entered the five for the four, uh, this four could get loose. And uh, that's why I'm going to pick the one here, Swiss cheese. I am on Team Cheese for this one, you could say. <laughs> we'll delete that from the podcast. I should never say those words. But Swiss cheese is going to be my pick here. Kelly McDade has won two out of the last four, and I was impressed with the win last time out. Sat, chased, and then really accelerated nicely to get the job done in 44-4. and four. I'm not sure there's a ton of speed in this field. I think the one can maybe even make the lead from the inside post. We'll see if that happens. So Swiss cheese is going to be my pick. Jay make his laugh with the class drop here for good connections. Octavio Vergara is listed to ride. I think uh, I think you know everything from the Pender stable. They're usually wet, well went. Uh, excuse me, well meant. Mm -hmm. uh, so one, three, five for me in this spot. Quanton Forcer. I don't know what to make of the class drop, but if he's really in this race, the class drop makes him a legit contender. So one, three, five for me in race number five. Yeah, I'm going four on top. The three, Jay makes us laugh. If this horse doesn't stay close enough, I think it'll have a hard time closing there, but it has been running against better. And then to the one, Swiss Cheese uh, has been finishing pretty well for Kelly. 
and uh, if the three doesn't stay close, I think Swiss cheese uh, can stay close and probably be the one to make first run. All right, race number six, the start of the late pick four. We're going to switch to the quarter horses here, Curtis. Not only are we switching, lock of the night coming That's in from right. the headman. man. Race number six here. Let's go back to back. You have to do it. <laughs> I uh, don't, you got off the seconditis. That's right. Let's make it a two-race win streak here for the lock. I'm going to the six. One last thought here for uh, Yannette Rodriguez. Four to one. That's juicy. Yeah, 33% off the claim. Uh, we're going to drop some prices I on got a four to one tonight. lock. You got a four to one Just lock. Just parlay it. I Why like not? this. I like this. So I, I like the outside draw here. Um, you know, finished a, a good second to unrestrained. Is, is a decent horse and, and carries some good numbers already. I like the switch from Ulysses to Ayala. Like I said, Yannette does really well off the claim. This field isn't you know that that great of a cast. You know, all she has to do is get this horse going in the right direction, keep him out of trouble on the outside. I think we'll be good here in the six. It's a very tricky race, but I like how you're doing it. Locking the knife for Curtis on the outside. One last thought. One last thought is going to be my third choice. Here in this race, my top choice, I'm going to go to the slight morning line choice. That is the four, Patty's Princess for Jose Flores. A little bit sluggish out of the gate last time out. Got bumped and then went evenly there to finish fifth. That was against straight maidens. I'm just playing that the class drop could wake this filly up. She's only liked three races into her career. She's still relatively lightly race. I'm going to give her one shot here with the class drop. I'll go four, one, six. The one flying away there. Uh... Those two first two lines scare me because this horse is drawing the rail, right? Mm -hmm. The last time she drew the rail, veered in the veered in the start, missed, then came back again, drew the rail, and jumped the temporary rail. Do yep. you remember that night? Yep. Oh she, yeah. She completely went inside and then she kind of jumped that 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 temporary rail yeah. and caused a mess. Last time out, she was bumped hard and never really got rolling until the last hundred yards or so, uh, and she finished a, a pretty good third there, past the wire. So. If she can behave, she's got a big shot. So for me, four, one, six here in race number six. Yeah, I picked the one for second uh, after getting bumped really hard, like you said. Kind of lost the path early on, but galloped out really nicely. Finished a, a better-than-look third, I believe. And then to the four, Patty's Princess taking the big class drop here. Uh, goes from Gasca to Rodrigo Acivas. You know, dropping out a straight maiden down to the $8,000 level. Hopefully, that's enough to get this horse in the winner's circle. Rodrigo! You think that'll be all the difference? Yeah, maybe, maybe. All right, race number six, you get it there. The lock of the <laughs> night from Curtis. One last thought on the outside. Race number seven, 300 yards, conditional claimers, for going for a tag of 60-50. Competitive field of seven set to post. The two horse gone, gone and away is a slight 2-1 to Moynai choice. Are you with or against, Curtis? You know, I usually like that horse. I picked him second. Yes. But I'm going to go to the three horse, right to the outside. I'm going to okay. go once more mm -hmm. here, uh, returning off a year layoff. Yes. This is one of my favorite angles to play where they come back in a protected race where mm -hmm. they can't be claimed. So, obviously, they, they've spotted them well right back. You know, uh, last time out for 62.50, only lost by half a length. And before that, only lost by three quarters. So, this horse was, was right in the mix, you know, lugged in and just got out finished in that last race. But taking a year off, freshened up, new connections. Hopefully they got this one going in the right way. Once more there, posted a 12.30 workout back on the 17th of November. Worked along the inside, broke out, got bumped. Got was tapped a, little, a couple of times and then one that drove by a neck. So should be ready to go off the layoff. I'm going to pick the four favorite class on top here for Jorge uh, Farias here. Rodrigo Acevis. Back to back, Rodrigo. Rodrigo! <laughs> We're turning back the clock to 2006, ladies and gentlemen. 
Off slow last time out, draw line through that effort. I like the way this horse finished two starts back to just miss by a neck. Uh, 1570 was the final clocking that night. If she repeats that effort, she's going to be tough to beat there with any kind of improvement. Favorite class is my pick. Gone Gone Away is going to be my second choice. This horse beat me out of a very nice hit four starts back. Remember I had so, that buy me up? I think you gave this one on top because of the outside post. The connections they were trying to give Armando one of his first wins. Yeah, that's that's kind of remember that, that every time uh, yeah. this horse is in, that's yeah. that's my angle. Yeah, <laughs> and this horse beat me with divide me up. Divide me up came back to win, but since then a win, a second, a win, and a troubled fifth last time out deserves plenty of respect. So four, two, three for me in race number seven. Yeah, the same numbers, just a little different order. Went three, two, four. Gone, gone away. I just love the the family connections here for all the Viramontes. I think they just stepped this horse. Up too high last time. I don't think it was going to win anyway. It drew along the rail and just broke slow. But other than that, the horse has been running lights out recently. And then to the four favorite class. Kind of an in and out horse. So hopefully, uh, as you can see, is, is closer. It looks like it's going to be ready for a big effort here. Hopefully you get another Rodrigo call. All right. Race and rate. There's two races left. You know what time it is. The late daily double. Yes, it is. Late daily double time here on the quarters. And race and rate, 330 yards. Conditional claiming tag of $16,000. Field of six. It looks like a very competitive field of six. Are you with or against Rodrigo again on the 3B quiet? Well, the question, I'll let you go first. The The real question is, are you against using him three times in a row? Guess what? Rodrigo! Three in a row, three check marks. <laughs> Your pick six is going to be so cheap. I, I might hit this pick four like 20 <laughs> times. I might go single, single, single. And maybe just buy the last race to make sure I hit it. I mean, this could be the the pick four lock of the of the year. I am picking Be Quiet on top. Okay. I love the win last time out. Was a big fractious. And what I like is that they're returning with the flipping halter. Okay. They don't want to. They don't want this horse to get fractious. But if he does, they want to have that flipping halter so he he stays nice and relaxed and doesn't flip. I like that they're putting this horse up in class. I like the win. I think he's ready to go once again. So I am picking the three Be Quiet on top. Yeah, I'm mainly trying to upset Be Quiet. I realize this is the horse to beat. I picked him in second, but I went to the two, Royal Tricky Lady here. Uh, we're going to try and get a little price All at right. five to one here for Nunez and Vinny Bednar. The horse has been finishing really well, but last time out, lugged in early, went 15.55, you know, a, a time that you know, you repeat that, probably going to win, yes. but had to face Trumper, yes. who since uh, getting claimed has looked like a monster. I mean, what, yeah. What was, that was last week yeah. as well. He's got back. like, you got like four wins in a row now. Yeah, uh, he's just running lights out. So if, you know, you can close a little bit of ground on there, uh, I think you're you're going in the right direction. So, yeah, just uh, second, three quarters, and then last time I had to alter in, yep. you know, couldn't really do anything uh, at the $16,000 level, but three outs uh, back. You know, it was closing on Snooty Socialite and mm -hmm. out finished PJ's Flying Dynasty, who I, I think uh, was that in a was he in a trial? I want to say yes. He yeah. might have hit the board in a trial. Yeah, and so uh, I, I think uh, that's kind of a, a big race to play off of, and goes from Martial Ramirez to Vinny Bednar. So I give it a, a pretty good look here on top. We agree. I agree with the two. The twos are going to be my second choice, the main threat to the three, and then the horse that it's kind of I've been kind of zigzagging. I've been right when I've been on. And I've been right when I've been off. Okay. And I'm talking about the four boxcar Willie. Uh, I don't. I can't remember. I might have been on last time out. Okay. And he finished an, an even third. He broke good, had a clean trip, no excuses. Since then, switches barn to Ricardo Guillen. 
I want to say this is a private purchase because usually the Lindolfo horses are, are owned by Jay Francisco, mm-hmm. right? And the yeah. owner is listed as Jose Ramirez here. So this might have been a private purchase there from what I can see. But 3 2 4 for me, but I think the race is, is really between one of those three horses. You know, I was really sad when I looked at the four box car. I was yeah. like, Lindolfo stepping yeah. this horse way up to 16,000. Yeah. He didn't yeah. even win. I was like, wait a second. He's with Ricardo yeah. Guillen. Uh, you know, Alex Carrillo's riding. Mm. So. I couldn't use them uh, just out of principle yeah. on that. I was a little sad to see that horse <laughs> switch barn. So I went uh, two, three, and then to the one. First time for Valentin Zamudio yeah. since uh, running at the the Fresno Fair Circuit last time. You know, lugged out and uh, finished okay. But before that, was running with the, the Carete family. It was very dangerous out of yes. state, but was very competitive. Yeah, we'll see how he draws the rail here. We'll see how he spotted at the $16,000 level. You know, could be perfect, might be a little too tough for first time at Los Al, but, you know, Jesus, uh, or, uh, sorry, Valentin Zamudio and the Cuevases, they do really good off the claim. They're hitting at 24%, so, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't expect uh, anything but a, a decent effort out of this horse first I, time. I, I was I was content with that third place finish there. I watched the videotape. You know, it's some of those uh, Northern California tracks, they're very uh, banked, so when they're, when they're running quarter horse, the inside horses are running almost in a slope mm-hmm. and it could be like beneficial to be on the outside of the track so you know when you watch those those uh, those races from up north take a look at, at that that banking over the track sometimes it's, it's so banked that it kind of gives that the advantage towards the outside horses so i like the way klondike finished there after angling out towards the middle part of the track to finish up for third uh but i'll go three two four here in race number eight uh, two three one we have arrived to the great one, $600,000 champion of champions. Oh, man. One of the best competitive fields ever assembled yes. in champion and champions, without, without a doubt. I changed my pick maybe three times. Did you? I did. Okay. Honestly did. My top two were kind of set in stone. Okay. After that, I, I'm all over the place. Well, I can tell you this. Borussia's Eagle and Hedges as your fire are not in my top three. Okay, okay. So that okay. Is, that is that tells you that how deep... That hurts my feelings just a little. <laughs> that tells you how just deep I think this field is. So okay. I'll let you go first. Classic quarter horse distance, 440 yards. Who's your pick? Well, we know that I like three-year-olds. Yes. And just a cartel has looked like a monster, like yes. he's going to love 440. Yeah. So obviously, I had to go to this horse, especially the, the final uh, nail in the coffin for me to get this was Cruz jumping off. He's a yes. fire uh-huh. onto the sixth, just a cartel. I mean, has won the Golden State Derby and then the Los Al Super Derby. You know, it lost two outs back, but I think the tip we got off that race was uh, Mark Skeen said this horse doesn't like to be on the outside, which yes. I think when we saw that he had the outside, like, oh man, a horse that loves to close, yeah. he gets the outside. He's That's a lock. Be, yeah, he was one to nine that day. Remember? And, yeah, and then after that, Mark Skeen's like, no, we like to be in between yeah. horses, and we're like, oh, okay, yeah. okay. So that gave a, a little more confidence going into the Super Derby. And they jump right back uh, after the draw. They got the six post again, which they've won both derbies out of. So I think the stretch out is going to be no problem for this horse. Uh, he, you know, He's coming in fresh. Uh, I think he's going to be pretty tough here. I'm picking just a cartel on top. Hey, look, I went back and forth, and in the end I was like, am I really going to pick against the horse that we, we've been waiting to go 440 yards? Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't go off of just a cartel. Look, I was impressed with B.H. Lisa's boy. I mean, that time that he looks hot, 21-34. I mean, yep. that time is terrific. But to look back and think, throughout the year, when this horse was running 300-330, we're like, when this horse gets 400-440, it's over. Exactly. Like, and now the time has arrived. Yes, 
he's not the fastest out of the gate, but without a doubt, he's the best finisher in the field. Yes. So I picked him on top as well. For second, I'm going to go to BH Thesis Boy. I was okay. out of belief. Remember, I was I was against in the Challenge Championship. Okay. But he looked so good. Yes, Caesar, he did. Caesar was so confident in the last 50 yards or so. I mean, it was it was a very, very good win. 21.50 there for the challenge. He looks good. He He's run well from the two posts before. He's won from this post. He's my second choice. I think, you know, if the six makes any kind of mistakes, Caesar might go on top as yeah. a jockey. This is, this is going to be a big shot for Caesar to get the champion champions. For third, I'm going back to the well. He looks hot. He looks hot. He's going to be a okay. third choice. We so we're just a little off. We're oh, just okay. a little off. We, he, we know he can finish. He broke great right from the outside post last time out. But look, he's shown he he can break good from the inside post. All he needs is like a clean path to get that motor running. Yeah. And he's going to be in the mix of things. So 6-2-1 for me here in the Champion of Champions. Yeah, I'm going 6 and then to the 9. Bodacious okay. Eagle. Yep. Horse I've loved his whole career. Yeah. You know, he, he's traveled everywhere, yes. and he's faced the best of the best, and this horse just runs. Uh, he's This race, no matter what, it's going to put him over uh, a million. So yes. he's going to be a millionaire, a millionaire after this. And uh, I just love this horse's gate speed. You know, he's run 440 a bunch, and uh, he can get the distance. He just dropped uh, a head photo there to He Looks Hot, beating Tarzanito in the process. Yeah, so I'm going to go to him for second, and then I went to the one He Looks Hot for third. You know, he ran awesome. And that 550 from along the rail, so I don't think that's going to be too big of a problem, especially against BH Lisa's boy, who's not really a rocket ship out of the gate. You know, shouldn't have too much problems down there along the inside. Vinny's been fitting this horse really well, and love the time of 21:34, and he likes to pop up and, and run uh, good in the big races. So I, I think he'll be uh, pretty tough. But like I said, uh, for my third spot, I went I went to zooming for Spud. <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought about Tarzanito. Yeah. I think the only ones I was really I'm really against. I think our, our just Raven, Yankee, LD is back. And I give he's a Dutch Fire a small chance because of my man Ramon Sanchez getting up on him. Hey, and all respect, he's a Dutch Fire. He was finishing good the last yes. 50 yards. Yeah. Because Bodacious Eagle looked like he was going to run away with that trial mm-hmm. by a length. It got real tight. Watching yep. it again, he, I mean, watching it live, I thought, oh, he lost by half a length, by three quarters of a length. Yeah. It was a, a very tight neck in the end. Yeah. So he was finishing. I think once Bodacious Eagle got out there, we were like, okay, he's Dash Fire is not going to be able to keep up with him. But then, boom, he, he starts closing in, and, and then it just gives a little bit of hope. You think, maybe he can do it. But the way he's been finishing in the past two Champion of Champions, uh, the last two editions, he hasn't been getting that other, you know, the last 40 yards he's been out there. Uh, just hasn't been able to handle it. You know, I get Cruz jumping aboard the six. Like we said, looks like he's going to love every part of the 440 yards. So I give him a small shot, but he's really going to have to improve. Hopefully the outside post is what gets it done. All right, give me a long shot. My, well, yeah, give me a long shot before I give you mine. Oh, that's easy. Right. Zoom in for spots. <laughs> okay, zoom that, for spots. That, that's my long shot. All right. You know, it's kind of like what you said about BH Lisa's boy. He's so professional yeah. out of the gate. He he might be the the straightest runner I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he he gets out there as long as he doesn't get into too much trouble. He he gets out there. He runs and, straight. And he runs his race. Yes, he doesn't yeah. veer in, veer out. If he gets out rolling, he runs so straight. Yeah, he's a. I, I gotta think he's he's got he's got to be one of those easiest horses to ride for a jockey. Just get him out of the gate and let him run. Yeah, and he must be coming in sharp because just Raven 
looked really nicely in her return there. But I get why Ayala, you know, jumps back aboard even for Spuds, won the champion of champions yes. on this horse already. But uh, like I was going to say, kind of like BH Lisa's boy, where we kind of had question marks. Are these horses, you know, rounding into yeah. form at the right time? Man. BH Lisa's boy runs a big race. And then Zuma for Spuds, we think, well, he doesn't have to oh, win to his Z-Wayne trial. Oh, he, he just runs a monster effort. You know, snaps everything from me. I'm sorry, Monty. Monty. I ran into Monty that night. I was like, come on, Monty. <laughs> He's like, come on, Jose, you didn't use me? Yeah. I, I think that was just the, the time we thought, okay, he's not going to push him too hard yeah. going into the champion yeah. champs. But horse just looked like a million dollars once again. So, yeah, that's probably going to be my pick. Uh, uh, zooming for Spuds as my long shot. My long shot? I know you're, gonna, you're not high on this one, but it's Jess Raven. Okay. I, I, was, I was so impressed with that win. Off a long layoff to beat that, that, that field by a length and a half and did it in hand. I was impressed with that final clock in 1952. I don't know if she's going to run that big or even better or regress, but I just know that if I'm just basing off of that race, she's probably better than ever. That's probably her best race of her career. So I'm going to give it a shot as a long shot at 10 to 1. Yeah, the only thing that worries me about her, she looked phenomenal coming back, but she's only been making her second start yeah. in 2018. Mm -hmm. I don't know how prime she's going to be. And like I said, I don't really like Ayala jumping off uh, the 8 to go on to zooming for spuds. But I get it. You get Eduardo Nacosta. Yeah. You know, you know, he's a money Good rider as well. Gate, so yeah. it's, I just wish that uh, Ayala would have stuck on and would have given me a lot more confidence. I mean, we're talking the the last few days of the season. And look at Nicasio sitting at 25% yeah. on the win end. That's huge to go through a whole year and, yeah. and ride that well. You know, he, he rides for Chris O'Dell most of the time, mm -hmm. who's, a, who's a high percentage rider or a, a trainer. But you still got to get him out of the gate. Yeah. You still got to do the work. And, uh, yeah, he's just riding lights out all year. All right, so that is the first half of the Champions Double Wager that we're offering this year at LaSalle. So we're going to look at Sunday's Constellation and also Sunday's $2 million. The $2 million is going to be the second half of that double. So if you were to build a double, how deep would you go in the first leg? Hmm, let's see. I would probably... Or would you single just a cartel? Mm. Or would you go too deep? 3D, 4D? Gosh. No, no, no. It, it wouldn't be more than two. I would... Because I'm just thinking about what I would do in the two yeah. million. The two million is tricky. And I, and I always I have the soft spot for for uh, bodacious eagle. Yeah. So maybe I'll go too deep. Two that deep, way I can nine. get a horse that I know can close and a horse that I think will be out there. So I'll probably go too deep there in the champion of champions. You know what? I might go. I might go three or four deep. Three or four deep. Because. Well, we'll talk about it. Well, I'll let you know yeah, what my yeah, opinion yeah. in the two minutes. I got you. All right. So, all right, let's, <laughs> let's do it. All right. Sunday, the closing night of the quarter horse season here at Los Al. We got, first, we're going to take a look at the Los Alamitos Invitational, the, the two million Invitational, the, the horse that didn't quite make the big dance. Uh -huh. They get back to run, they get, uh, to run there for a, for a constellation purse of $30,000 in race number four, which is a payoff leg of the early pick four. All right. Race number four. Field of 10, slight morning night favorite is going to be Terrific terrific Persano. Wow, 3 to 1. Yeah. All right. Are you with or against Terrific Persano in this spot? You know, I'm 
I'm against it in the top two spots. I respect him. I'm, I'm going to put him in third, but I'm going back. <laughs> going to the back to the well oh. one more time. One more time? After the worst beat of my life, <laughs> I'm going to the eight, pull uh, the trigger. Did you still have a band-aid? Does, it, does that still sting? Oh, God. Uh, Professor sting? still rubs it in. <laughs> like, he's just, just gloats that he got a one-to-five wicked affair over pull the trigger. and Just like he's the genius. But, yeah, I'm going to go back to the eight, pull the trigger. I, I hate to look at the at the form there and finish second by a neck, but you know, one ruthless legal was out there. Thought it was gonna you know go the way it did. Thought pull the trigger was gonna have to close on him, get the lead, hold off wicked affair. Just didn't do it again. But I'm gonna count on this horse having a good post there in the eight hole, and it's gonna be second time at 400 yard distance. Hopefully, there's a little more stamina there. Nice six to one price if we can drop this one again. So I'm gonna Ooh, go with the eight. You're going with the eight. Uh, just it just happens enough that I already submitted my lock and long shot for the for Sunday night for the Nightlines program. My lock of the night is in race four. Okay. Coincidence. Oh. Just a coincidence. We okay. decided to look at it, but the lock ended up landing here. So I'm gonna give you a bonus lock for the podcast. Mm. And uh, it is the three. Terrific first down. Oh my! You're gonna go to the three? Yeah. Huh? And did I? Yeah, I did go because I submitted. I for some reason I thought. I looked at the morning night of the nine, uh-huh. and for some reason, I thought they were switched. I thought the the three was four to one, uh, and the the three the nine was three to one. I don't know why, but I made a mistake. I don't usually do the lock and the night being the morning night favorite. You, you know, it's fine because you're still going to get value. I, I think so. It, not not any horse in here is going to be just pummeled. Yeah. So I mean, if your lock is going to have to be three to one or two yeah. to one. I still think it's going to be around three yeah, to one, something so, like that. This is a competitive field of well, so it was, don't feel bad about no, that. No, it was a big field, and you know, honestly, I I overlooked the morning line, and when I sent it in, I was like, it's already in. I can't backtrack. So terrific first down. I just think he's he, uh, sh- you know, she was ultra talented early in the year. Uh, she had trouble in that October twenty first outing. She came back with with a good effort there for third. So I'm going to consider this her true second start going for in a yard. So I think she she might show a little bit of stamina. Just like you're hoping on on, on uh, pull the trigger, so terrific first down is going to be a pick here in race number four. Yeah, I liked uh, terrific first down there for third, but I'm going to go in the second spot. I'm going to go to Firewall, yes. who ran against terrific first down yeah. and uh, stumbled and, and got bumped there. But I thought it was finishing well, so only finished what a, a neck behind. Is that in? Yeah, a yeah. neck behind terrific first down. Yeah, you know, I thought this horse uh, was finishing well in the debut, just uh, wasn't really used that much at the end. So. Yeah, I'm just going to go with another uh, second time outing here at, at 400, and hopefully uh, we can get a clean start there from the six hole. So we pretty much agree, because I won 3-6-8. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. So you're a little bit backwards, right? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm 8-6-3. Yeah, so, hey, we pretty much easy agree. Easy peasy. Yeah, easy game there <laughs> for, for race number four. All right, we have arrived to the big one, the grade one, Los Alamitos 2 million futurity, field of 10. And the morning line choice is going to be flash and roll with that terrific win streak she's got going here, Losal. Three starts, three wins. Jared Carter has ridden this one perfectly. She suited one of the morning line. Are you with or are you against flash and roll? I went against her one oh. time and I'll never do oh, it again. That's it? So I'm going with her. <laughs> okay. I get you. How many times do I got to say it? Loved her ever since the training races yeah. in Rio Doso. Mm-hmm. Only defeat is in the Rio Doso fraternity. Other than that, this horse has been lights out. Gets out of the gate. Runs really professional. GR Carter's, uh, this is going to be his last two million go around here. So, uh, 
just as long as this horse can get out to the clear. I, I think being next to Lethal Lil to the inside, uh, who's usually a good breaker, doesn't get into too much trouble will help. And a uh, powerful favorite, you know, did show a nice break there last time out uh, with the flipping halter, but isn't always um, consistent there with the start. They got the four hole again uh, at the draw, has won, you know, almost cleared the last uh, two times, won the trial and the Golden State Million from the four hole. So just get out, and hopefully we can single this one down the night. Look, uh, she's just so professional out of the gate. She's so good. She's she can't make any. She hasn't make any kind of mistakes, and that's what kind of like that's kind of that's what you want to see out of quarter horse. Yeah. But then it also worries me like. Is she always going to break that good out of the gate? True. It's like, it's it's so tough. That is one of the angles. Like, sometimes when you break you, you break so well, you're like, well, you can't break that yeah. way again. Right. Let's play yeah. against it, right? Yeah. So that's been one of the... But she's she's danced every dance. I mean, you can't you can't knock her. I'm going to pick her for second. Okay. I'm pretty sure you can guess my pick because I gave you a hint. If this horse drew inside or outside, I was going to pick him. And you know who I'm talking about. It is Transcend. I knew it. I you knew, knew you were going to... Were you just like oh, drooling, I was drooling when Transcend drew the outside? <laughs> when when <laughs> when he... when Because, you know, the connections for the Champions Draw Show on TVG, they post the order of who was going to pick first, right? Yeah. And Seduction was first, Transcend was second. I was already salivating. Yeah. I was like, this means he's going to have inside or outside, no yep. matter what. I know, like they're gonna pick inside or outside. Monty went, yeah, he went to the nine hole. Yeah. I was, I was surprised. Which I mean, nine or ten, yeah, uh, still pretty good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't like when they called Transcend's name. You didn't rush up there and <laughs> grab the grab the name and throw it up there for Willoughby. Oh man, when he when he got the outside post, I was like, that's it. That's what if it, Willoughby would have went to like the two hole? Oh no, <laughs> no, that the Bermuda Triangle of post positions that would have been tough. Look. I think he's as as talented as anyone in this field. He's the distance is no problem. We we seen that last time out. I agree. But he needs a few strides out of the gate to get rolling. Mm -hmm. He proved it last time out. I mean, with a hundred yards out, he was. I thought he was going to finish third last time out. Yeah. And then he just searched and got the job done. I think the outside is key. If this is the only way why I'm picking him because he's got the outside post. I think he can finish. The key is getting a clean start, but transcend here, my pick for the $2 million. Yeah, I think uh, it'd be pretty tough out there. I just didn't want to jump on the bandwagon, <laughs> but I, I think we'll definitely be closing there from the outside. Vinny just has to get this horse rolling a little quicker. Uh, for second, a political pen slowly moving up my ladder. Yes. Uh, another one who... He's uh, so good out of the gate. Another professional runner, and so uh, I think that's the name of the game in the big races. He came back, he, he uh, ran... Third by a length there to uh, flash and roll and just Macho Corona who didn't come back to qualify but you know a really a really nice horse there and uh, I think Monty's uh, he's rolling really well right now so I'm picking the a political pens I'm moving him up to my second spot so for me my top three are gonna be ten four and then Jaime Gomez and Ali Bay Fuzi too that was too good of a race to ignore yes it was just a breakout performance and Jaime had had a you know, I think Professor G did a did a post race interview with him mm -hmm. that he, he he felt like this he never really got rolling two starts back. He 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 said he was he felt him better last time out and boy did he fire. Nineteen sixty two, fastest clocking by far here uh, uh, of trials night. If he repeats that effort, they might be running for second. That is the only question mark. But True. I'm going to respect True. him. I'm going to respect him. I'll go ten four two here for the two million. Yeah, I just thought it was 
too good of an effort. Yeah. Like you say, if he repeats it, look, the race is over yeah. if somebody's going to fire like that. But I just don't think can fire that well uh, against horses of this caliber. So I didn't pick Ali Babe Boost at all. I'm just trying to, to totally go against that race. And I'm going to go to the five powerful favorite, yes. a horse that's been in you know every single million dollar yeah, fraternity halter. I'm still had. kicking myself for that flipping halter overlook exactly that's the key you know they've entered uh interviewed odell a couple times and whenever they ask him you know what was the difference all he says is flipping halter yeah, that's, that's all he says and that's kind of been the story with his runners a lot of them act up in the gate uh they'll get fractious and or they'll break slow they're kind of you know that's uh their their own worst enemy but this horse just stood there and uh, once they kicked him just ran down the racetrack went 1965 looked uh better than ever you know i i didn't think going into this one uh that he would be you know as well regarded as we think he is now but maybe that just uh little piece of equipment has changed everything so i threw him in the third spot All right give me a superfecta price horse here who's the superfecta horse that could be underneath for the exotics i'll go to i'll go to the nine seduction i'll go to the other yeah. money horse yeah because he's bringing in a champion rider ricky ramirez yeah. you know jose nicasio uh, he's going to the two Ali Babe Foos off that effort. So uh, you wonder who he's going to get. He brings in a money rider. It, it, like you said, um, drew a nice post there uh, from the post draw. Transcend usually not that quick early, and Seduction's just another one who can get out there and, and run his race. He's going to have to improve, uh, I understand, but I think horses that you know can just get out of there and, and stay clean of uh, trouble, they can be in there in the Superfecta. I'm going to give you another one that's been very professional here at Salle, and I'm talking about the three lethal lil. That'll, that'll be my... My long shot horse in this field, uh, as far as for the exotics, uh, we jumped off this horse last time out. Yes, we were all over unlimited. Who just did not fire. No, just didn't have the punch there to go and Lethal Lil there looked strong in 1984. She's got good gate speed and she can finish. That's always a good thing at this at this kind of field. So Lethal Lil at 15 to one would probably be my superfecta long shot horse. Yeah, the only reason I didn't consider her uh, was based off of just the field. You know. I definitely think she'll be tough. She can get out there and run. You know, she's uh, running Rio Dulce and qualified for big ones and the West Texas fraternity. They're awfully tough, but I, I just looking back on Unlimited, how small that horse was, pulled away. Yeah. I don't know how tough the field was, but up and down, any of these horses can get third or fourth just with a clean start and a little luck. So that's that's the field. That's a look at both the two million the champion of champions and the constellation. Looking forward to the big weekend here, Los Al Curtis. We'll have a week off as far as racing, but we'll come up with a little maybe podcasting review. But we'll have a that little bit of chat. Good. We can talk. have some categories. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we used to, to vote for uh, different horses of the year. Yeah. So. so Maybe we can come up with a few categories that we think maybe race of the year, maybe claim of the year. Uh, we'll think of something. Definitely. And we'll do a little bit of a, an episode to bridge the gap uh, towards the new season begins. So anything else for the after show? I think that's it. I'm 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 ready. We got a uh, SoCal Derby tonight. Yes. And then uh, and then tomorrow, Champion of Champions. Cap it off with two million. Can't wait. All right, guys. So we'll talk to you guys hopefully next week. And a happy holidays to everyone out there. All right. Bye, everybody.